Young Jeffrey comes home from high school and scrolls on social media. He sits in his bedroom all day watching dumb YouTube videos. He refuses to eat his mum's cooking and instead eats low quality processed junk food. He plays video games and he doesn't care about his physical or his mental health. Adonis. Adonis has fond memories when he looks back at his teenage years. Young Adonis conquered the playground. He spent time in nature, away from the distractions of technology. He read books, he learned, he explored, and all of that developed Adonis into the man that he is today. This video is gonna be your secret weapon. I highly, highly recommend for you to take your hand off the mouse or your phone and just let this video play out in order. When you follow this video, your older self is gonna look back at you today and be grateful for the efforts that you put in. So get ready to take action. This is a practical video. This isn't a normal YouTube video where you watch and you feel productive like those fucking study motivational videos that you're watching. Jordan Peterson's life advice will change your life. Shut the fuck up, bro. This isn't like one of those videos. This is almost like a course that you're going to follow for the next one and a half hours or so to improve your life. There's going to be moments where I say, okay, this is the practical step. If you want this video to help you, you have to have total adherence to what I say. You have to be able to trust me. And so we're going to start small. Drop down right now and do five push-ups. Even if you have to do them on your knees. This is a test to see if you're actually going to follow along to this video. If you're not going to do that, click off. This video is not for you. Five push-ups. I hope you've done them. Let's move on. 10 times your goal. That's what we're going to do. Whatever the, the thought you originally have, 10 times it. You want to make $500 a month from some random business in the next year? Aim for 5,000. See that top one? 5 million by the end of 2023. 500K in July next year to 1 million by the end of next year. And by the end of next year, my income is going to be 100K a month. So we want you to set a visionary motivational goal for every area that you want to improve, especially with things like work and relationships and fitness. Write those down exactly what you want and don't be shy about it. With relationships, literally set the vision, set the goal. Like you want to date your perfect 10, the most like perfect woman that you can think of that you want. That's what your fucking goal is. Now you should have a list of goals. Mine are right there and it's about different areas of your life next you're going to write up weekly performance goals so these are kind of like what you're going to do per week to make progress to that big thing and here's mine those extra pages to the side right there Let's move on to the second part of the fundamental, which is your mental health. Now, everything in your life is determined by your mental health. You really, really need to take that seriously. Your productivity, your discipline, your willpower, your ability to not jack off. All of it's just your brain. Now, imagine if we could improve that. This is so profound. That if you could improve your mental health, which is not even that difficult, you will improve literally every other part of your life at once. And so I've recommended this a bunch of times on my channel. I will link the NHS mental health test below. It takes like literally two minutes. You can go to the link right now. So now you should have taken this test. Remember, if you don't take the practice, practical steps as we go along. This video is not going to work for you. You're not going to get another chance at this. This is literally the chance right now. Go to the link in the description, take that test. I'm, I don't make money from it or anything. It's literally like the UK's national health service because you should have two scores, one for depression, one for anxiety. Now you know where you're at in terms of your mental health. And it's very, very worthwhile to note it. And now for either depression or anxiety, if you scored more than a couple points, let's say five points, it's going to be a pretty significant impact on your, your, your life and your day-to-day -day life. And I know that sounds scary. It's probably sounds a little bit overwhelming but i want you to just reframe your mind if you have scored fairly high on this be grateful that you know now so if you did score high on that test there's two reasons why one is trauma and the other is that you're not behaving like a natural human would do so let's talk about trauma first when we experience something like really painful or scary especially when we're children abusive parents you've had parents who shout just parents or teachers who just shout at you that is traumatic this is your caregiver imagine if they scream at you that like that shock the love and attachment inside of you to make you feel like you're not loved, to make you feel like you've always got to be worried to not scare. You know, the person who's giving you love, who's giving you care, if they're shouting or being aggressive towards you. That is so scary in like our childlike lizard brain because it thinks, wait, this is the person who feeds me. This is the person who takes care of me. If they don't like me, if they're like, you know, they, they're being aggressive towards me, I'm going to die. That's essentially what it feels like when your parent shouts at you. That's why it's so painful, especially when you're a child, when your parent screams. What if you see something traumatic in your brain? You will feel that same pain. You will relive that same fucking nightmare and not only is it just emotionally painful but it physiologically alters stuff to be so so detrimental to your health you always have like a sense of stress if you've experienced trauma now we'll teach you exactly what to do to improve this but there is that second aspect of having bad mental health you know you probably had high in the depression or anxiety and the second aspect was that you don't live like a healthy natural human with modern technology with social media we're constantly getting told no look here's, here's someone who's got a six-pack you don't have a six-pack oh there's another guy who's got a six-pack and this guy's got a fickle 
next to him and this guy's got another girl. Like, we spent all of our time inside on these screens and you're literally like a victim of this right now. I've used certain tactics to keep you watching. I've made you invest into this video. You know, I'm, my name's Hamza and I help men with their self-improvement, but honestly, the truth is this, this is my fucking business and I need you to keep watching so I can pay the bills. So I learn how to like, you know, keep up people's attention by saying certain words and to make you invest in a certain way and to look at you in a certain way and to like portray myself in a certain way with the shit that I wear, the jewelry and everything. It's all calculated and I'm new to this game. If there's one thing that's helped me the most, it was what's called dopamine detoxing. And dopamine detoxing is about taking a step back from the modern world, from modern technology. And it was a beautiful experience and I'm actually finding it tricky to, to go back into it now. For so long, I was like the monk of us. I was the guy who wasn't watching YouTube. I was the guy who was like living like internet free. I'm like struggling with this now. So I hope that you can understand how like how severe this is. A very beautiful piece of advice that I could give you right now to improve your mental health. Get back into nature. Consistently go for a run inside of nature. Every single run that you go, every single time you get into nature, you pick out your favorite leaf and you take a picture of it and you bring it home. Just that sense of literally just like find your favorite leaf or flower and bring it home. I think just would add so much love for the world that we don't do anymore. We don't look at the leaves anymore. There's a 100% correlation between how much you actually look at the leaves and look at the trees. Like you truly look at them and how like good you feel. And the majority of people don't look at leaves. Majority of people don't do it and majority of people are depressed. Another thing that you can do to improve your mental health, which would really, really help with trauma, is meditation. And I know that you probably feel weird about it, you're not too sure how to do it. So we're literally gonna do a meditation together in just a second. Now, the other thing, the final thing, like a suggestion that I can give you in terms of improving your mental health is having a sense of gratitude. If you're finding yourself not happy, start sending messages of gratitude to everyone that you know. I'm grateful for the time that we walked home together. I just thought about the memory and it made me smile. Send that to everyone, that's such a beautiful habit to get into. Some people are gonna find it weird. Some people won't reply. Some people will look, no. be like, uh, okay. Sweet, who cares? A lot of people will appreciate it and you're the one who benefits. Let's do a very quick meditation session together. I'm gonna teach you exactly how to meditate and I'm not gonna lie. If you have tried to meditate before, it's tricky because a lot of the guided meditation sessions are trash. So right now, just pick something to focus on, to pick something to like just feel. So I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm feeling my ass. It's kind of like being pressed against the seat, kind of going a bit numb. I'm very mindful of my ass. This is a meditation session of my ass but we'll do it on the breath okay if you want to get the most benefit you can close your eyes and i'll do it with you so just pick your nostril one nostril and just focus on the air coming in and out of that now i want you to not just focus on the entire breath but instead focus on each and every let's say millisecond let's say even less than a millisecond whatever like the smallest unit of time is stay your focus there within literally a second your mind would have started to generate thoughts essentially you actually lost that focus on your nose like if we left you for five seconds to focus on your breath Now you might think that you've stayed focused, like you, you're gonna have this cocky attitude, like no Hamza, I no you didn't. You just weren't able to really f like tell that you were thinking, most people can't even tell. So this is the process of meditation. We focus on something, within literally a second, we lose that focus and our mind goes into thoughts. And the thing is that we often aren't even aware that we are thinking because we are the thoughts. We get consumed by the thoughts so much that we don't even realize that we're thinking. And this is where meditation's tricky. Most people give up, most people are like, oh, but I, I try to meditate and I couldn't clear my mind of thoughts. Good, that's exactly what we wanted. We want you to literally get like the realization of like, oh, I was thinking, okay, quick, let me go back to the breath. And every time you do that, it's like one it's like one push up for the brain, one bicep curl for the brain. You're strengthening the brain in this way. And the more that you do this, the faster you will realize that you were in that daydreaming thinking state. It, it's more important now than ever because all of that technology is like making our mindfulness lower. So just keep showing up to the meditation session. Every morning, it will start to change your life and you'll see, you'll be able to report back. The final part of this mental side is your mindset. And there's one very important mindset that you need to achieve like everything here. And it's called the growth mindset. I highly recommend that maybe outside of this video, you do more thinking and more researching about this. Now the growth mindset in short, the belief that skill and intelligence can be developed just with effort that you can achieve 
achieve whatever you want as long as you put your mind to it. And I'm living proof that the growth mindset really works. So let's move on now to the third part of the fundamentals, which is the physical side. This is the time to focus on your fitness. Whilst everyone else is making the excuse like, oh, I'm too tired. I don't want to. It's going to take too long. It takes too, too, too long. I don't have time. You're going to be the one who actually puts in the effort and the results will show. People will respect you if you build this body. People won't respect you if you look like a fucking boy. You need to be built like a man and when you're a teenager there that is the best time to start on your fitness journey fitness and especially building a muscular attractive body is your secret weapon because this is something that not only do you have 100% control over it's actually something that overlaps into every other area of your life if you want to be good with girls and we're going to talk about girls in a second don't worry but if you want to improve your, your mental focus your clarity your productivity if you want to get higher grades if you want to make more friends if you want people to respect you if you want to make more money all of that will come from just looking better looking stronger looking more muscular. A lot of teenagers I speak to get too overwhelmed with this and that's probably why you haven't started. If you knew exactly what to do, you'd do it. But it's just like it's overcomplicated and you've watched the, all the different videos about diet and training and you, and you get like burnt out. You're like, what, what, what is all this? I can't even go to a gym. I, I can't do this. I, I don't have that, that exercise. I can't do that one. I don't have that equipment and stuff. I'm going to make it easy for you. If you're just a young guy who's been overwhelmed at all the fitness advice and you're pretty much not just not doing anything at all, all I'd recommend is just start hitting some kind of workout a couple times times a week. Just do three exercises, this simple ass workout, push-ups, pull-ups, and squats. Forget everything else, push-ups, pull-ups, and squats. Push-ups you can do anywhere, and if you can't do like real push-ups, just get on your knees, do push-ups, do them nice and slow, don't overthink it, literally just hit some push-ups. In terms of pull-ups, a lot of guys will say, oh, but Hamza, one, I can't do pull-ups, or two, I don't have anywhere to do them. You don't have anywhere to do them. Now, probably you do, you just are refusing to go outside. Like, if you live in a residential area, there usually is some kind of pull-ups that you can do within a mile that you could go like run to. Now, if you can't, literally just get your parents to just buy the doorway attachment. Like, tell your dad that you want this tell your dad that you want to start like working out I, I promise you right now that if you like show him this if you show him the like the price of it it's not going to be expensive it's like a little doorway attachment that you can add just like you can slot it under your door or maybe you can ask him to get like a metal one to drill into your wall and you really say to him like i, I want to get big and strong I promise you even if you feel like they're not going to buy it they would buy it for you like your parents would your dad especially will absolutely fucking love it if his son said like he wants to start like exercising and working out because he wants to build up a, a muscular body you might say but hamza pull-ups are really hard and i can't do them you know what fair enough when i first started i couldn't do a single pull-up and so the way that you do pull-ups if you can't actually do pull-ups what you can do is hold it jump up and pull yourself at the same time so you've essentially cheated and you're already at like you know the top of the bar and you're like holding on and very slowly just do the other half of the motion which is almost like the pull down letting yourself come down if you do a movement slowly even on like the down phase it still hits that same muscle like quite hard if you literally just do those three in like a workout a couple times a week consistently you'll be ahead of literally about 80 percent of the guys that you know and in terms of your diets this is again something that a lot of guys get overwhelmed with essentially what we want in when you're a teenager is for you to do what's called bulking we want you to gain weight we want you to eat more because this is literally the point in your life that you're going to grow the most and your body really wants that fuel to optimize that growing if you eat more right now you'd probably end up taller in the next few years than if you like really like deprived yourself of food. That's like the main things. We just want you to eat like a lot of protein, a lot of like, you know, like meat and eggs, like, you know, the, the protein type of stuff that you can think of. Try and ask your parents if they can just give you more of that. If your parents get like unhealthy food, let's say your parents like keep bringing like McDonald's or something, simply just eat a little bit less of it. So if your parents bring you like a burger and fries and usually you eat the burger and fries, maybe take half the fries that you'd normally eat. Maybe you leave like three bites of the burger and just kind of like, you're gonna give it to someone so you're not you're already full and finally in terms of your physical health let's just talk about posture as humans we're not supposed to spend our day like looking down at our phones and so i want to give you like a very very easy like literally the easiest stretch that you can do anywhere like we're both going to do it right now but it's also actually one of the most effective to make you look more confident and more strong and more like disciplined so practice it with me literally just sit there on your chair and just tuck your chin into your neck hold it for a second hard like really squeeze it hard and again, um, do that in sets of like 10, like do it 10 times and then have like a little rest. If you do that a couple times a day, your like your posture is going to start to get like nice and confident again. So let's speak about girls. And I know that you're a horny motherfucker. So you probably haven't watched what I've just said, have you? You skip right to the girls part. Because girls and sex are the biggest distraction that you're going to have as a young man. Now you're already going to know if you're watching this video, if you are one of the guys in the teenage years who actually gets the girls, like you're going to know, right? If you're watching this, I'm not going to lie. Chances are you you're aren't that, that guy. guy. You aren't that guy in high school who's actually like, you know, dating the girl 
girls and he's kissing them and he's maybe even having sex with them. You're, You're not, not that, that guy. guy. Interestingly, the guy who's really good with like girls in, in high school generally ends up with a much worse life. Like he, he ends up with like just an average life, even though you're very jealous of that guy right now who gets lots of girls in the parties or anything. That guy. usually about like average in terms of personality but you're jealous of this guy but what actually happens is that this guy's been blessed genetically he's probably tall he's probably you know, kind of like handsome kind of cute he's got jawline he's got like nice eyes and everything it's actually such a big distraction that it's a good thing that you don't get to experience it but it's but you'll only realize that in a couple of years the worst thing that can actually happen in your teenage years is that you actually get into like a fairly like okay relationship and you really fall in love with the girl and you're, you're gonna be forever together and you're gonna have children and then by the time it's time to go to college or university you're gonna end up like splitting up and doing long distance and you're gonna go to the same university as she is or you're gonna search for a job next to her and stuff and your entire life is gonna be fucking thrown off course for you to continue your childhood like high school sweetheart so the guy that you're jealous of right now he's gonna be jealous of you in a couple of years you're just the one who has to delay gratification first but there is an issue with this piece of advice. If you don't get girls, if you don't keep up your skills and your ability to talk and flirt with girls, you turn into a weirdo. So my like, weirdly practical advice is honestly to have fun at this age, to date, to kiss the girls, to hook up with them if you're off like legal age and everything. But do not commit. The idea is that you stay focused on your goals, you keep working on yourself, you keep leveling up. And by the time you're a 30 year old man, you're successful in your business, your career, you've built the body, you're feeling so good about yourself. That's when you will actually attract the high quality woman that you want to have children with. <laughs> All right, day two of recording this video because it's f***ing long as f boys. And so when I look back now, the one single advice that I want to give to younger Hamza, especially as he was getting 18, 19 years old, was practicing safe sex using a condom. Now specifically, you have to go and find the right condom size for so you. So the way that you've got to do it is literally just go onto Google, search for your condom size. There's like a condom sizing guide and it tells you like how to measure your dick properly, not like the way that you'd expect. And then you literally go onto Amazon or eBay and buy the condom from there and you can buy them with like the specific circumference like the girth for your dick which is so like once you do that and you and you get like a pack of like 10 or something and you bring them home and you try them on and you practice with them that's a, like a fantastic tip as well practice with them maybe in the dark practice like one-handed practice being distracted practice like putting it on quite quickly do that like literally 10 times you'll all be the guy who, who never finds it a problem whatsoever to stick a condom on let's talk about friends friends are made through interests and the reason why you're struggling with friends is because you're not interesting now you think you are you think you're a totally unique special person you've been like spoon-fed this fucking what is it i like left a spoon <laughs> I don't know what it would be politically or whatever, but you've been spoon-fed this idea that you're unique and you're special and you're you're so, you know, you're special. We're, we're, we're all fantastic. No, you're not, bro. You're not that special. You consume the same media as everyone else. You're nothing. Honestly, I know that sounds horrible, but if you're struggling to make friends, it's because you're not even living an interesting life that other people want to join. This is the one channel where you're gonna hear the truth. I'm not gonna do a video which is gonna make you feel like all, all welcomed and accepted and you know, a guide to make friends for teenagers and the, the title doesn't have any caps because that's what you fucking teenagers like on YouTube videos. I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit for you. You're struggling to make friends only for a couple of reasons. One, your social skills are trash. Two, your life is boring. And three, you're probably kind of ugly. It's just how it is. You're probably not ugly, ugly like there's people who are like ugly in your school you're probably like a three or a four out you're probably like a three out of ten and so the truth is that you don't bring anything to the table in terms of friendship apart from awkwardness you're not going to be the one who invites them to the party are you be honest you're not the one hosting the parties you're not the one hosting like the social get together because you don't have the confidence for that you're a leech and this is why you you struggle to make friends is because you are leeching value from other people now or everything i'm saying is harsh and all the pussies have already clicked away because they don't like young people can't take any criticism. If you're still watching this and you're still thinking like, yeah, this guy sounds like a little bit of a dick, but he's probably right. Then you've got my respect because you need to think right now, I am a leech. How do I stop being a leech? How do I be the one who actually gives, not takes, gives the value to this group? I'm telling you that when you think like that, you start to become the popular person. So there's three things that you can do to bring more value to the table and to make more friends. And the first one, the most important, which we can say is like step zero of making friends is to improve your social skills. So you need to level up your social skills. And the way that you do this, you gotta learn them first. You gotta read the books. It's, there's no shortcut around it. You have to read the social skills books that I'm gonna recommend in a second, read them. 
and go out and purposely practice what you've just learned on your friends, on your teachers, on your classmates. And the one book that I highly recommend that you start with is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. This is like a legendary book. The amount of people that will recommend this book to you in the next few years is fucking insane. Remember what I just said, because it's going to happen, okay? In the next few years, this book is going to get recommended to you about 20 times. Now you can read the book and you can go and buy it from Amazon. I'm not going to link it below where and just go buy it from Amazon. Or what I will do is I will link my Skillshare class of this book. So what I did was this book has 30 principles and I made a classic like a video lecture of all 30 principles, reading it out to you and then saying, okay, like this is how I would do it. This is what you should do. Here's practical advice and everything. I'll link that below and you can watch it on Skillshare with their, they've got like a free trial. So you can maybe like go steal your parents' credit card. <laughs> the second thing you can do to make more friends is attractiveness. And you, you can see here in a weird way, you can be kind of chubby, but you just can't be skinny fat. It's like the worst body to be like by far. If you could be slim and lean and toned, you'd be doing well. Now, if you could be bulky, if you could like look like an athlete, you'd be doing very, you know, for a fact, like the athletes in your school fucking do well in, in the social circle. And so that's what we want you to imitate. We want you to get into fitness. We want you to get into sports. We want you to get into the gym, into bodybuilding, into bodyweight workouts, just the push up, pull up, squats, workouts, whatever it is, just start training consistently every single week and like a couple times per week. And another part of attractiveness is your smell, your scent. Don't stink. Don't smell of curry, bro. My scent is like curry. And when the white guys would tell me that I'd smell like curry, I thought they were just being racist. But like, I realized now, like they actually weren't. Like I literally, like I sweat. My my sweat smells like fucking curried chicken. <laughs> like my school bag especially used to smell like my home cooking. And that's normal. Your clothes are going to smell like what your house smells like. And your house is going to smell like what's cooking in the kitchen. And so if you're Asian or if you're any kind of like ethnic group. But the thing is, that stuff has a way, way bigger stench than a lot of other like normal foods in like the Western world. Which means that your clothes, your, even your skin and your sweat will literally smell of food that you've been eating. And I know that we can, you know, we can embrace our culture and we absolutely should do. But the thing is, it's not like a pleasant smell. And so this is where two things you need. Deodorants. So deodorant is literally like, you know, what you're using like when you're doing sports. Spray a decent amount of that. And then you can get into aftershaves. Now that's something that I, I don't personally do. I potentially like would start because I've heard good things about investing into like aftershaves. Now you probably already have done it. This is something that your father should teach you. So if I was you, I'd literally just go straight up to him and just ask him like for advice on it. Even if in your mind you think that, you know, he'll be a bit of a dickhead. He'll say like, why, but you know, whatever. Most fathers are pussies, but they also have this thing click inside of them, which says like, oh shit, like, yeah, this is something I should have taught my child. Come on, son, let me show you like in my bathroom, you've got this spray and this one and this one and this one. And you can at least try it. And if not, honestly, what I do is I just literally just go onto Amazon, search for like aftershave, after spray, and then just like choose one of them and just like hope it kind of smells nice. And finally, if you want to make a good amount of friends, there's one thing that you have to do, but you're probably not going to do because you're a bit of a pussy. You have to be the initiator. The initiator is the person who invites other people to do cool stuff. The reason why you're lonely, the reason why you feel like you don't have any friends, don't be a little bitch and just be honest. You would love it if a cool guy came up to you and invited you to do something fun. Of course you would, right? We all would. That's what you're waiting for, to make more friends. That's essentially what's in your mind. Like your mind believes that's the way to make friends is essentially someone coming up to you and inviting you to do something fun because you're a little bitch. Imagine if you could be that guy. There's nothing stopping you for being that guy, that cool fun guy who's inviting people to do cool stuff where they're like, oh yeah, I'd love to. Like, thank you for inviting me. That's the power. And you might think, oh, but you know, that's what, what would I invite people to? There we go. That shows that you're not living like a fun life, fun, interesting life. So first, before you become the initiator, you've got to go and start doing things which are actually like fun for you and also fun for other people. And it has to be something in person. It's as simple as going for like exercise outside, going for runs consistently. The easiest way and the fastest way to make friends is literally to just join a club, join a hobby. Those type of clubs have been made to make friends at. And your experience in life is going to be so suboptimal if you are someone who just kind of like, you know, thinks about joining martial arts or scouts or cadets or any like random club, like the, the sports team or something. And you just kind of never do it. You have such a different life when you are an active participant in one of these clubs. On top of that, if you've got the other things checked off, if you've got social skills, if you're feeling attractive, if you're not like stinky or, you know, you've got like some hideous trait about you and you also invite people there, then you can go to these same clubs and be the one who initiates extra contact and invites them to do something outside of that club. Like this is how you literally power level your friendships. So I want to give you some like 
practical advice that you can follow because me telling you, okay, join a club, everyone else has told you to join a club and you haven't done it. What I would say is look in your school. They will have clubs that I know that you think that you can't go to them because, you know, it's been like the middle of the year. You were supposed to go at the start. You can literally just rock up to one of the training days and you literally just go up to the, the person, the, the coach who's running it and literally just say, hi, it's my first time. I'm not really good at football, but I really, really want to practice and get good at it. And I really want it to be part of the team. They will literally just let you train with them. And of course, you'll have to go through the trials and tribulations. You'll have to like have a couple of sessions where no one really knows you. But after that, like people begin to know you, begin to have friends with them. I can tell you from my personal experience that one thing that really helped me when I was a teenager was that I joined Army Cadets. I'll maybe have a picture of Army Cadets. It's kind of like the advanced version of the Scouts. And I joined it when I was in high school. And instantly I'm around 20 people. And a bunch of those people were actually in my in my classes as well. I didn't even know that they go there, but I went. Ended up seeing them and we ended up speaking and we're going on trips and we're going on like, like two weeks. We're going camping and everything. That gave me a huge sense, extra friendship that was outside of school. And now the other thing that I've got is kickboxing. I go to kickboxing three times a week. I'm about to go six times a week. Just the three times a week sessions has made it that my social life and my sort of friendship need has been checked off because I go for the three sessions and it's like, I like everyone there and everyone there seems to like, like me. And we all have like a, like a laugh when we go, we all train with each other. We spar with each other. We hit each other and everything. And so when I go there, it's like, I've actually felt like my need for like the social life has been ticked off. So I can say it's completely focused on my work. I don't have to like, you know, be friends with guys who are like drinking and taking drugs. I'm getting my social life checked off from just going to the club. It's so valuable. And I know that it sounds like basic advice that you can't take right now. I know that you're, you know, you sound really like happy taking like hearing this advice, but you're just not going to take it. It really needs the sacrifice of time and for you to experience the discomfort of going to somewhere new. So let's move on to the least important part, but the most overrated part of being a teenager and of this video, which is studying. Now studying and getting good grades isn't that important. Being a knowledgeable person, learning, gaining wisdom is absolutely crucial to being a man, but school is not that. School is just a system where you're set up to be an average worker. If you want to be an average worker, focus on school, go and be a good boy, study for 12 hours like most Indians do. Your parents still won't be proud of you and you still won't even create a good life for yourself. The issue with school is that it's a huge, huge mental load that distracts you from things that are way more important, way more fulfilling. Like for example, starting a business, starting a real career. You probably don't want a normal job. You're in this process right now. One, because you know it's legal law for you to go through the school education system. And two, because your parents are essentially forcing you to, to like, you know, take studying seriously. But you've been sold a lie. You've been told that if you study hard and you get good grades, you'll get a good job. But they don't tell you the truth. They don't tell you that a couple of students every year kill themselves because of the pressure of getting good grades. Or that the majority of people who get good grades don't even end up getting jobs anyway. And the people who do get jobs end up getting fucking entry level jobs but there's just like 30 people in your entire school who get like good level careers and they're the ones that everyone's envious of and you're watching this video because you relate to me otherwise you wouldn't have watched this far you know you like my personality you probably are slightly envious of my life this is my work day today i'm gonna record this video for probably about another hour and then i'm done and when i woke up today i had already made 600 dollars, and i'm i'm a year into my business like it's actually ridiculous how much we are sold the, the good career when businesses they're not as hard as you think they are and we will talk about business and making money like making real money in a second but I want to give you some awesome advice for studying anyway because if you are going to like study you know to get your parents off your back you may as well know how to study efficiently and effectively and there's really only two things that you need to know one is to focus on the fundamentals that we mentioned earlier your mental health your physical health and sleep those things are literally more important than studying like sleeping it will get you a higher grade in your exam than studying the amount of students I wish I could just convince you I'm not going to show you the fucking data or the research you can hopefully just take my word for it you can go and do the research yourself anything that lowers the fundamentals your mental physical including especially sleep is the big one you actually suffer more a lot of you fucking dumbasses we have this idea that okay more is better i'll study for 12 hours 14 hours the issue is that then you're not sleeping long enough and if you're not sleeping long enough your, your grades tank more than you just doing those extra few hours of shitty studying most people study like fucking idiots the majority of people who are working or studying are doing it in such a suboptimal way that not only are they barely even achieving anything they're actually taking up so much time from that length of work like the quantity of hours that now they don't have time for example to exercise or to sleep long enough everything gets worse does that make sense so you need to make sure that you don't even study for longer than just a couple of hours per day and i know that you're going to start spazzing out you're going to be like oh, i need to study for 10 hours that's exactly why you're struggling the best students study for like four to six hours max absolute max and the reason why they're the best students is because they sleep so focus on the fundamentals and when you're actually studying you're going to do what's called a deep work and this is what most teenagers do wrong if you want 
the maximum sort of bang for your buck. If you want to study as best as you can, you need to do what's called deep work. And that is blocks of 90 minutes of studying, 90 minutes of pure, relentless focus, no distractions. And then you're going to take quite a big break after that. Do not follow any of the bullshit Pomodoro techniques or any of the other things or like, you know, studying for six hours straight or something. It's blocks of 90 minutes that have always been shown to be the best. You do about 90, okay? If you end up like finishing the task, like 65 minutes, okay, fair enough. Or, you know, it takes 100 minutes, absolutely fine. But you aim for about one and a half hours, just pure focus. You try not to even get distracted once. You try to not even move your eyes from, let's say, the computer screen once. That means no phone. That especially means turn your fucking notifications off on your phone. When you're studying for a 90 minute block, turn your phone off, turn it on airplane mode, literally throw it away, focus just for the 90 minutes. And you'll see that you get a ridiculous amount of work done when you do that. And the beauty of this is that you literally only need to do two, maybe just maybe three blocks of this per day. Now, I want to answer this question by Hadria Tikas1653. So I asked a bunch of teenagers on my Discord server what I should speak about in this video. And we've got a bunch to cover. So I'm going to quickly go over these with a lot less structure than we've currently been going through. And the question is how to make money as a teenager. And there's really two ways. There's jobs and there's a business. And so how do you make five to $10,000 a month? Well, you probably knew what I was going to say. You start posting social media contents. You build a following of people that like you. And so the content that you make, like it's YouTube or it's TikTok, you kind of just think, okay, who is like one person I want to just keep making TikToks for or YouTube videos, right? You just think, okay, who is literally the one person I'm making these videos for? I'm just constantly going to keep trying to help this one guy. So my videos are for your, the younger version of me. I make videos for him. And because we're not special, because we're not unique, because you're exactly like younger Hamza, and because younger Hamza and you are exactly like hundreds of thousands of guys around the world, I've built this audience. So you start posting social media content. You get into a certain niche, which does take a little while for you to find. Most guys, when they're getting started, they, this is what they're confused about. They don't know like what, what type of videos to make and everything. It doesn't really matter. All you've got to think about is just who you're trying to help with this content, who you're trying to entertain with this content, and then just keep at it. Usually in about a year, you start making like pretty decent money quite passively from social media. And that's how it scales up. And eventually when you have a good number of followers, you'll sell something to those followers. And you must know, you've probably seen this on like YouTube and stuff. You can sell merch. And the best thing really to sell is an online digital course. And you don't really, and right now you're probably getting a bit confused. You don't need to think about that just yet. All you have to think about right now, choose a social media platform and start posting content for a very specific type of person. Probably just post it for you. Post something that you would find funny. If for example, you're in the self-improvement niche and you're like really enjoying hearing this video and you wanna also, teach the same thing. That'd be fantastic. Make videos almost thinking that you're speaking to your younger self and you're telling him essentially the advice that actually worked for you. Let's talk about video games. Now, video games are very appealing for young men. And the reason why is because it gives you like a sense of achievement, a sense of like delaying gratification without the discomfort of actually doing it in real life. Like it's so easy to level up and to like, you know, kill people on, on video games. And it really manipulates the things inside of our male brains. And if you're watching this and you're good at video games, you'd be sick in real life. I want you to do a visualization right now. See yourself grinding in a video game, like see yourself, you know, on your computer chair, on your desk, you're putting in some effort, you're like fully focused on this video game. See yourself like leveling up in it over time, like over weeks and months, and you see yourself in fast, fast forward motion. You've got your energy drinks and your snacks and you're like le really leveling up and eventually you reach the end point and you've got like the new sword or something. Oh, nice. Now I want you to just visualize yourself kind of doing the same thing, you know, leveling up and grinding, but in real life, as if, as if, as if real life was your video game. See yourself going through your house, going to the gym, pumping iron, going for runs in the morning, running past people and just thinking like, yeah, you're putting in some fucking work. People are noticing your gains. You've been leveling up in real life. You're getting the rewards of real life. More money, more women, muscle. You see yourself reading and working on a business and then you're in the mirror and you take your shirt off and there it is. You've built that body. Now, which of those realities do you want? Act like it then. And you can only have one. Some guys have both. No, fuck you. You're not that great. You're watching a fucking guide to life. Like just, just exist. You can't have both. Or Elon Musk plays. Shut the fuck up, bro. You can't have both. You can be diamond in League of Legends or you can have diamonds in real life. Drugs. Now, drugs are often almost always coupled with your social life, which is true because maybe you only get a sense of belonging when you're taking that substance. You have to realize that if you're taking drugs right now, including alcohol, the reason why you're going to be doing it very, very likely is because you found like a new group of friends and they all do it together. And you know, it's so fun and you all get fucked up and you all like express how much you love each other and everything. They're not your friends. I know that you think 
they are. I know that you're probably 16 or 18 years old and you've like been drinking with people and you really feel like you're in a close group with these people and you go out and you get food and you do silly stuff and you gossip and you get girls and everything. These people are not your friends. You, these people are only essentially friends with the drug. Like you're all just friends with alcohol and once alcohol is removed, the majority of the friendship goes away too. Now the correct way to take drugs, because I'm not like someone who's telling you to abstain and to never take drugs. The correct way is to essentially just not overdo it. It should be a small thing that like, it's like kind of like a treat that you do every now and then. Getting into the wrong attitude and habits with drugs is quite literally probably in the top one, two or three things that, that would be like the worst things that could ever happen to you. NoFap. So NoFap is absolutely crucial, especially for young guys, because watching porn and jacking off, it honestly turns you into like a weirdly like socially incalibrated freak. I'm not gonna lie. It really turns you into like the standard teenager who's like clumsy and he's like staring at girls and everything. Stop expecting to be good at no fap right now. You've been building up the habit of fapping and watching porn for how many years? Like at least a couple of years, right? And you've recently discovered no fap in like the last couple of weeks, months, or a year. The majority of young guys discover no fap and literally when they fail in the first like two days, they start getting annoyed. They can't do it. They can't just suddenly stop the habit that they've been building up for years. It takes literally years to get onto no fap properly. Like for me, it took me five years to reach the golden point of no fap, which is where essentially you don't even think about no porn isn't in your life it just doesn't happen whatsoever you don't check off like whatsoever it took me five years for the first year literally i was lasting like one or two days max and i was getting pissed off and i was getting so upset and now when i look back at that that 17 year old hamza i want to just tell them like bro yeah that's fucking progress you were jacking off at least once per day maybe twice per day if you're going every two days now that's huge progress and that's all you deserve right now you need to be grateful for it you need to stop expecting to get to day 90 like a lot of these people are telling you and start expecting to get to day two reset day two reset day two that's progress right now you need to reduce that that ego that's telling you like you should be able to get to level like 90 right now for nofap honestly there's no secret strategy some people will recommend the easy peasy method some youtubers will make like a fucking clickbait video the the only nofap video you'll ever need to watch and there's no street secret strategy it's literally just you're breaking a habit it's supposed to take months if not years to break this habit just just the only thing I can recommend is just make sure your lifestyle is set up in a way that actually helps. So one thing for me was just to stop scrolling on Reddit. I would always scroll on Reddit for literally hours per day because I used to find it enjoyable to like go onto the, the main page and scroll down past the news posts and everything. And eventually you just end up going on a post which is like got a girl and then you go to the comments and someone's posted like about the girl or oh, here's her name, here's her Instagram, here's like a subreddit that's about titties or something and you end up going on that and jacking off. And so I just found that Reddit in itself was just entirely full of just like wankers. And so I just stopped going on it and since that point no i've been fairly like okay but even then i was lasting like four days before fully going on pornhub or something that's like that was progress i wish i could go back now and say like yeah four days hamza that's progress usually it was fucking like four hours <laughs> Let's go over some quick questions that I got on Discord and the link to join my Discord is below where you can get a community of like 11,000 guys who are on self-improvement and we've got like a channel for like teenagers and everything. So we have one from Jeff and from Flame, which is pretty much the same thing. How to balance school and self-improvement and the other one is how to have enough energy for a full day of productivity, how to balance like your social life and everything. Now, if this is your problem, good on you. This like, this truly means that you're doing so much. If you're struggling with the balance of everything, that's actually a very good problem to have and I want you to have the mindset you're not supposed to be able to do everything. You're really not. So if you're struggling to fit everything in, it's this sense of struggling, which is actually showing that you're doing the right things. And you've just got to have the mindset, yep, I'm not going to be able to fit everything in. So some things are going to have to be sacrificed today. Some things will be sacrificed tomorrow and the day after and day after. And so it's all about one, just be really happy and proud of yourself that this is the problem. Because a lot of guys don't essentially have this problem. They essentially just come home and they just play video games and they don't think about balancing in extra work after school and everything. And so you're doing the extra stuff right now which is fantastic but it's all about priorities for example for today you need to think okay well the priority today is to work out so maybe i won't be able to do that homework just today but i'll do it tomorrow morning or the priority today because i'm resting from the gym is to just do a lot of reading because i missed this other thing so i'm like reading today it's all about just setting priorities and just thinking okay what means more to you the thing is you're gonna have to sacrifice things you can't fit everything in for example let's say with social life right because uh, flame has asked about balancing social life let's say if you have awesome friends like you're really really
really enjoying your time together with these friends that you've made, then go and spend some time with them. And potentially you'd miss a workout because of that. Potentially you'd miss a bit of a homework time because of that. But you'd be getting a huge sense of fulfillment and well-being because of this. And that has a huge benefit too. But now let's say, for example, that you actually don't have a great group of friends. You've got these guys that you play on video games, but you know, a couple of guys in the group are kind of mean to you. Like they always make fun of you, they always like laugh at you, and you often they're the only friends you have, so you'd feel lonely without them. But often you do wonder to yourself, like they're not really nice guys. You don't really truly enjoy your time with them. If, for example, that's what your social life is like, sacrifice it. I know that this sounds fucking weird for me to say because relationships are so important. But I, what I'm specifically saying is, I'm not saying to just you know sacrifice your friends, like don't be friends with anyone. But if you're finding that you don't have like an ideal social circle, that it's not even that great anyway, it's better to sacrifice that and to keep up your fitness, to keep up the time to go and join a new club because that in itself will help you find better friends in the future. AJK2798 asked me to make a video on how to dominate the high school social ladder. So this comes down to a few traits. It comes down to attractiveness, social skills, and the clubs and sort of environments in high school that you surround yourself with. So to dominate the social ladder, essentially it means to be popular. And quite frankly, unfortunately, to be popular in, in high school, especially when you get to the later years of 16 to 18, that's when popularity oftentimes is mixed with instant gratification. And so a huge sense of popularity will come from partying and drinking and taking drugs. So to dominate the social scene, what you'll do is you will make your own social circle. Remember by the friend's advice that we spoke about, where you'll be the initiator, you'll be the attractive person who's inviting people to do fun stuff, which in this case, honestly, it's going to be like parties. And then you're going to make the social circle so good and vibrant that other people would want to join you. And essentially you're growing as a smaller tribe inside of school. Now you can choose to do that, or you can choose to dominate a different scene in school, which would be focused more on delayed gratification, which it will not be as popular. Let's just be honest. Like I'm literally talking about like starting a study group or a business club. It's not going to be as popular. You won't like dominate in the same sense of like, you know, going to parties and hooking up with girls. But in my opinion, you would probably get more of a benefit by doing it this way, by thinking, okay, who are really the, the high level people in this class, in this school that you'd want to network with and be friends with? So you've got to really think to yourself, do you want the instant gratification of like the parties right now, knowing that it's literally only going to be a detriment to the rest of your life? Or would you potentially want to dominate and actually like really get into a good high quality social circle, which then those people you'd actually want to continuously be friends with? Because imagine if you left school instead of having like, you know, just parties and stuff, but you left school, a couple of guys who were in like your business club and you were all friends and you were all trying business ideas in, in college and you were all living together after that and you were grinding together. Or maybe you like really focused on your fitness and you like was really, really popular in your athletic group. And now you've left high school and college with a bunch of like other athletes and you're all like doing competitions and stuff together. That's a lot better. And again, this is all about just improving your social skills, trying to be as, as attractive as possible and then inviting people to do stuff. And specifically with this question of dominating, you really just have to interconnect different groups together to grow your group even bigger. So imagine you start hosting the parties. Well, then you there's a group of girls over there. You invite them. There's a group of guys. You invite them. And then you've got like a huge network growing up. We've got a question from Buzzox. How to stop wasting your teen years and start living them. There's only one way to waste your teen years and that's through instant gratification. Because as a teenager, you're supposed to make dumb mistakes. You're supposed to do some stupid shit, that's fine. Worst case scenario, like the only way that I can think that you'd be wasting your teen years is if you're wasting it on things like Netflix, YouTube, that's probably you right now. Essentially, you're wasting it on stuff that's not even that fun. And of course, it's not beneficial. At the very least, don't do things like Netflix and video games. If you put in literally thousands of hours over your teenage years into those two bro that's so sad like it would literally be better for you to get into the party drug scene than it would to just be the fucking guy who's playing video games all the time because that time you will never get back it doesn't give you any kind of benefit afterwards you're not like you know 30 years old oh i'm so glad that i used to play runescape all the time i'm so glad that i used to play fucking fifa and like valorant or something like, ooh, like the fun goes away as soon as you log out that's the only way that i can think of that you'd be wasting time so just don't get into video games don't don't watch like thousands of hours of fucking porn don't watch thousands of hours of YouTube like you know don't be the guy who's watching fucking series like TV shows like Friends or Rick and Morty don't I know I've just pissed off a lot of you fucking dumbasses now like Rick and Morty sitcoms shut the fuck up bro stop watching that shit when you're home alone that should be time to grind on something that's you're actually building it should be time to read and to develop yourself and then go and spend real time with real people instead of just staring at a fucking screen and like you're not even enjoying it as much as you think you are that's why you're wasting time if you're there like smiling and laughing fine but the thing is you don't I know that you think you do but you're not if you set up a camera to, to look at you whilst you were watching netflix you'd literally 
you'd literally be watching it like that, like a funny scene, like you think it's so funny, a funny scene would come on on f***ing Rick and Morty and you'll go, <laughs> not even that, you'll go, <laughs> just that, a little bit of breath, that's your entertainment for the, <laughs> it's not worth it. Alright boys, this is the third time that I've sat down to record this video, it's literally going to be long as fuck. we're not even done yet, so if you're enjoying it so far and you feel like this has helped you, I've literally put like my entire wisdom into one video for you, then I'll appreciate if you like left a like and you comment and you share it to someone, but let's, let's continue. We've got a, a message by Necrom, or a comment, sorry, by Necrom, who said, make a video on body dysmorphia, self-esteem, how to how to boost self-esteem and your outlook on yourself. It's very common for you to get into fitness especially, and then the body dysmorphia starts. I would assume that a lot more teenagers have body dysmorphia now because of social media. The basic advice that you've been fed by people like me is just go to the gym. I'm not gonna lie, going to the gym doesn't actually help your body dysmorphia. You've just, instead of feeling like shit because you've got a skinny fat body, you feel like shit because you're not muscular enough and you'll never be muscular enough. I know that you're, you've seen a picture of someone and you're, you know, some jacked guy, maybe me, right? And you've, you've been thinking like, oh, you know, if, if only cash, bro, if only I had, I had this much muscle, if only I had Hamza's physique, I'd be so confident, I'd love myself, bro. No, you won't. Body dysmorphia, in a weird way, isn't actually about what your body looks like right now. It's more just a mental thing that you have and you need to actually remove the mental thing, not the physical symptom of it. Does that make sense? It's essentially, it's just a cope that your mind has to say, oh, it's your body, your body looks like shit right now. When actually the issue is specifically just your mind, like your monkey brain. Like literally, when you really think about the problem of body dysmorphia, the problem isn't your body. The problem is literally just that you're getting negative thoughts. So essentially, we can reframe all of this question to, how do you get more positive thoughts about yourself? Which essentially, he's he's asked here. Self-esteem is kind of like your own reputation of yourself. So people with high self-esteem have done some like good things and they're proud of themselves and they've impressed themselves. And that's a nice way to say it. Self-esteem is just how much you've impressed yourself. So really think to yourself now, how much have you actually done in which you've really, really like thought to yourself, like, I can't believe I did that. I'm so impressed that I've just done that. The issue is, especially when you're young, you just haven't had that many opportunities to do so. Now your self-esteem would go up if, for example, you got a good grade, then you'd feel like, oh, you know, I'm so impressed. I got a good grade, everyone's happy about me. And so we can hack our self-esteem and our outlook on ourselves by purposely setting ourselves consistent challenges so that we can beast those challenges and we can impress ourselves. Because most people don't challenge themselves. Most people do the bare minimum and then spend the rest of the time indulging to get like pleasure. Imagine if you set a challenge, run 10 kilometers without stopping and you practice for it. That's a big ass goal and you practice for it and it took you three months or six months and you hit that 10 kilometer run. You're gonna impress yourself, aren't you? Imagine if you set the challenge to go and bench two plates in the next year. You're gonna feel awesome. You're gonna like have higher self-esteem because of it. You need to set a fun challenge and you need to go and conquer that challenge. That's how you improve your self-esteem. So the challenges that I would personally set are all about fitness and potentially some kind of like business venture like I'm doing here. So my challenges and my goals are right behind me where my goal is, for example, to hit 200,000 subscribers in December, to make fantastic videos, to get into the gym, to hit a front lever with the gym rings. So Vam Skeptics asks people questions and he just finds that they're not so receptive to those questions and maybe they'll take it too personally. That's going to happen. Now, honestly, it shouldn't really happen that much. Like it could happen with, you know, one or two people. If it's happening consistently, it's probably because you're doing it in a quite annoying way and you're not using social calibration to like know if this person wants to speak to you right now. Because for example, there's times when someone's asking me a question or someone's speaking to me and it's just an unideal time to do so where like they're just speaking too much when, for example, I'm trying to hit my rings workout. They'll come and speak to me, ask me a question. Fantastic. Me and him are going to chat. But he just keeps asking more and more questions when it's like, I'm, I'm busy. And even though, do you get what I mean? So there's so many different variables that can go into this based on... A lot of this, honestly, is just going to be your fault. I'm not going to lie. A lot of this literally just going to be the type of person you are. And you're probably coming across a little bit just annoying with the type of questions that you're answering. The questions that you ask people to carry conversations have to be fun for them to answer. That's a very, very important part. To carry like great conversations, it's all about just taking an interest in the other person, asking some great questions and leading the conversation. But it has to be about an issue that actually makes them feel good. Mr. Beefell asked what to do from 16 to 21. It seems like most people you hear are successful, like yourself, dick around at that age and 
and then pick their lives up around 20 to 21. So what would your advice to teenagers who have the chance to get a head start? Like me, for example, I'm 15. That's actually a very, very good question. And it's a common trait that you'll see amongst some like high achievers. I don't know if I'd be considered a high, potentially I would be considered like a high achiever now, where people who fucked around in high school, fucked around like 18 and got drunk and stuff, they got their act together and like put in some fucking work. But don't think that it's as common as it seems. Essentially, we're the outliers that get public about it because the guy who fucks around when he's 16 to 21 and he, you know, sleeps with girls and he goes partying and who doesn't make it, who doesn't do anything productive in his life, he's essentially invisible. Like no one's going to hear his, you know, like his story's not going to get famous because there's hundreds of thousands, millions of people like him. This is kind of like the, the Bill Gates dropping out of college or something vibe or, you know, high school or whatever it is. A lot of people be like, oh, you know, high school dropouts make a lot, but it's no, you're hearing the high school dropout who made a lot of money. You're not hearing the, the high school dropout who went straight to the fucking job center plus to get benefits. So first of all, there's definitely going to be a bias for people that you see who are fucking around and who actually do make it compared to people who are fucking around and don't make it, right? That being said, your question's based on how do you get a head start? Do exactly what I'm doing now, but at that age. Think about exactly what happens to the people who dick around, like you said, but then who actually start to like do something and get their act together. They stop doing all the bad habits. They especially stop taking drugs and they especially distance themselves from bad friends, like low quality friends who do those drugs. Those are the two things. Usually this type of guy also essentially fasts from women and sex. Those three things, reduce the bad friends, reduce drugs, reduce women and sex. Immediately, if you've done those three things, I maybe like reduce internet use, reduce social media, bro. If you just do these four things, I know that they're quite hard to do, but if you literally stay away from these four things, you are literally so much further ahead than everyone else. That's a huge head start already. Then start implementing the good habits that you also see those same people do. So essentially think about what, you know, the people do who got their act together and just start doing it now. They stopped these four bad habits. The main ones that they always, always start doing, the person who becomes successful always does these. It's reading and exercising. It's always, all, no matter what person it is, I'm telling you right now, reading and exercising makes a person successful. And then you can add other things that I preach to you as well, like meditation and, and gratitude. I've actually got faith in you, Mr. Before, because I've seen the type of shit that you post on my streams and everything. And, and I've been impressed by your mindset so far. We have a comment from Mr. Iman, how to persuade your parents to buy healthy food for you. So that's going to be a video that I do make soon because I know that that's quite common amongst young, uh, young people. Go with them. That's potentially the, one of the fastest ways. You probably know what's healthier than your parents do. Like your parents know the standards. They know the basics of like, you know, vegetables and stuff. But because you've been watching my videos and you've been watching fitness videos and diet videos and nutrition videos, you kind of know what to look out for. And there's something specific that you want. Go to the shops with them when they're buying it. Push the trolley, like go with your mom, like push the trolley for her and go to like the vegetable aisle and just kind of like put it in the trolley and she's like, I'd really like to get this. I almost can guarantee your parents will look at you wanting to eat fucking vegetables and be like, oh, well, like, you know, shabash, shabash, like, you know, like, do that to you. Other things you could do potentially is make your own money, get like, you know, some shitty ass job, make your own money, buy your own food, send the money to your mom or something or go with her and literally just like, oh, go to the shop next to your house or something and literally just go and buy like the things that you want. That would make you a very, very independent young man. From Superposition 50, he's asked to make an overall guide on what life skills one should develop in high school. These skills should transfer over to the real world so that it helps us when we start a business, go to college or start working. Also how to develop these skills. So the habits that I've mentioned so far build those skills automatically. The most important skills of life are mindfulness, gratitude, sales, discipline, willpower. There might be some more, but those are about the five that are the most important. And I know what, you, what you're thinking is a bit weird. You're thinking, wait, mindfulness, gratitude? Those are skills. These two are skills. If you're mindful, if you're grateful, bro, imagine like anything can happen in your life. The worst thing, you're, you're literally dying. If you're mindful and you're grateful, you're not even having a bad time. Like you're actually like sick. You're like, God damn, I'm grateful to have just been hit by this car. What a good way to die. <laughs> So the habits that I've already been drilling into you on my channel, what I really like, why I've been drilling in the same habits to you constantly on my channel, which is to go and exercise, to go and level up your willpower through like grabbing a sweet and just putting it on your desk and just not indulging in your craving, to be consistent in your routine, to go and meditate and, and be grateful. They automatically build those skills that you need for life. You know, thinking about skills is a bit difficult. Think specifically about the habits and just have that core intention that you're gonna try your best to just keep up that same habit as often as possible. So for example, going for a workout, because when you go for a workout, you're learning discipline, you're learning routine, organization. Belize 17 has a very, very interesting one, fear of missing out. And I know that a lot of young people have this fear. Now, essentially FOMO, fear of missing out is when you're either not invited to, or you're purposely choosing to sacrifice something that everyone else seems to be doing. And probably the ones that you're feeling as a teenager are gonna be related to sex, gonna be related to bad habits like partying and 
like getting drunk and everything and potentially just kind of like all around social experiences. Interestingly, I won't link the studies. I can't be asked finding them, but hopefully you can just trust me. The studies of like the research of FOMO actually found that in a weird way, we always overvalue something that we didn't get. And once we're there, we realize that it wasn't that great anyway. Does that make sense? So imagine a party that happens every Friday at Jeffrey's house and you're not invited. Everyone's speaking about it. You're going to think, oh my God, like I've got to get invited to Jeffrey's party. Like that'd be so sick. I want to go, I want to go. Eventually somehow you go, right? You, you break in or, or you make friends with Jeffrey and you're going to the party. You get there and you're like, bro, this is kind of trash. Like this is actually kind of boring. I wish I was just at home reading, playing fucking RuneScape. I, like I would have had more fun just not being here. And so to conquer the fear of missing out, you've got to have a good life. Like you've got to be doing something that essentially keeps you busy enough to not even want to ponder, okay, what am I missing? Potentially there's the advice I could give you, which is go and experience the thing that you think that you're missing out on so that you know you're not missing out. I would tell younger Hamza, okay, go to the parties, go to the nightclubs and start like drinking and trying to hook up with girls. But the thing is, essentially I had the fear of missing out because of it. And I thought, oh yeah, let me go and like, I'll try my best, you know, I'm gonna make friends and like go to the clubs. And then essentially I didn't leave the clubs for like years. Now, for example, I don't have the fear of missing out when I think about the idea of like the clubs in my town because one, I've got something better to do, way better like stuff to do. But two, I also like, I already know exactly what's going on there, but still I do end up getting a, like a thought, almost like a vision, like a flash of seeing like the best parts of the night, which is like you and your boys, like, you know, like shouting and being loud and saying that like you're all good friends and everything. You speaking and flirting with a girl. Even then the thing is I've got something to do. At the very least, bro, I'd rather just fucking sleep so I can wake up early and just like pursue my business more. And so fear of missing out, honestly, get something that you prioritize and you love so much more than whatever. Probably social events, probably related to instant gratification, which in a weird sense, honestly, this just means get a nice delayed gratification routine, especially some kind of like fulfilling work, like your business, you know, some side hustle and focus on that instead. Make those people fear missing out on you. Tesla360 says, how to be the guy people look up to in class. This is interesting. So you specifically said the guy people look up to. This isn't just to be popular. This is essentially how to be the guy that get, actually gets like a sense of respect, superiority, and almost like authority over the class. For example, the, the party boy who hosts the party probably isn't really the guy who gets like people looking up to him. You know, they, they want to be friends with him. They want to get invited to him, but no one's thinking like, oh, I really respect him. How to be the guy that people look up to? You would want to be a warm person who gets pretty high grades and helps other people get those grades. You'd want to be like example student that everyone would like to copy. The example young person who is like so, so focused on his own virtue. For example, the guy who's not getting turned by the fear of missing out by like, oh, you know, there's these girls who are like being thoughts and like pushing up their titties for like a TikTok. You're not even focusing on them. You're doing your work right now. So essentially Tesla360 is asking how to be like a high class student or a high class teenager. Again, it's everything that we mentioned here. I would say especially discipline really comes into this. The guy that people look up to, people look up to discipline, bro, because everyone's got so many fucking excuses and your discipline counters all of them. Those guys who say like they can't work out because they don't have time or, you know, it's too, too tiring or whatever. And you're the one who's been going consistently. You've lost loads of weight, put on like some fucking significant muscle and everyone can see it. They're going to look up for that. Imagine you started making more money. Imagine you actually had a business or a social media channel that popped up right now. People are going to look up for that. You honestly, people look up to someone who's got an accomplishment. So focusing on the delayed gratification habits, everyone is going to be looking up to that. You just got to put in the work, man. So Doody has asked a pretty common question. I'm 18. One thing I'm struggling with is what to do in life. He does the regular habits like meditation, exercise, and gratitude, but he's missing responsibility. I go to uni, but I feel like I'm just wasting time and money. How do I figure out a path to take? So you don't know the path right now. And the thing is, honestly, you're not really supposed to know at that age. You make your own path because we're not religious, because we don't have like a set structure in our community anymore. A young man has to make his own path. And what you've just asked for duty is how to find your purpose as a young man. Now, one thing that I've recently read in a book, which if you're wondering what that is, I literally just had a testosterone test. I could probably take it off now, but I might be bleeding. I just got my testosterone checked. So I'll get my results soon. So we'll know if I'm a little bitch or not. So young men struggle to find their purpose. And interestingly about your, your purpose is that essentially you'll have one core purpose, one absolute core purpose. You won't know that for probably 20 or 30 years from now. What you'll have is layers outside of that purpose, layer of a, like a purpose layer that you have to complete. So you have to check off to get one step closer to the purpose, like the core purpose. Does that make sense? Imagine like an onion and it's got layers and the center of the onion is like the height of life that you wanted to complete. But you have to peel back the layers and each layer is like a stage of your purpose. So for example, my one at first was to essentially teach everything that I could, you know, essentially everything that I went through with dopamine detoxing, with self-improvement, stopping uh, drugs and everything was to put it onto YouTube. I actually felt myself achieving that purpose to the point that I felt like, yeah, I've, I've actually pulled back the layer. And there was a point when I was honestly considering like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty much done with
with YouTube, like I've, I've achieved that layer. Then it hit me, okay, I started thinking, okay, what, what is my mind obsessing about now? And honestly, it was money. It was the idea of like making more money than I like needed so I could provide for my family, provide for myself and do very, very well in my 20s and my 30s. And so essentially that's what a huge part of my current like purpose layer is to essentially check off like the financial wealth side of my life. So the way that you kind of find it is that you find what your mind is currently obsessing about. And you really do have to make sure that your mind isn't distracted by the modern day stimulation because you cannot think of your purpose when you watch this video. And like, it would be awesome if you kept on watching this video for me, right? It'd be awesome. But the thing is you cannot find your purpose while listening to me speak. You can't find your purpose while scrolling on Instagram and TikTok thinking about it. You have to do what this guy's like said he's tried with boredom where he just kind of sits around. You have to do that for a while, potentially start reading books and being introspective and writing your thoughts out and really just think to yourself, what is your mind currently obsessed with? And it might literally just be grades. It might be being a good son. It might be fitness. It'll probably be one of those things. That's essentially what your mind obsesses about is essentially what your current purpose is. As long as your mind isn't like you're not distracting your mind with this stimulation. And so a lot of guys who don't know what to do with their life, they break down. And I personally did. I, I still remember that I called my mom crying. I hadn't seen my family in like a year. I was trying loads of businesses. I called my mom. I literally just burst out crying. So like, I don't know what to do in my life. I'm like, I hate my life and everything. I'm not doing anything. I graduated from university. I'm still working shitty jobs and everything. And she just kind of like, I remember thinking like, yo, she's like, she wasn't helpful at all. Like she just kind of said like, yeah, it's like, it's supposed to be like that. Don't worry. Like it takes some time. Everyone feels that way. And I thought like, that's not, that didn't help me at all. They like, just tell me what to do, mom. And then a few months later, I realized, yeah, she was absolutely right. Like you have to suffer. You have to get that feeling of like not knowing what to do and everything. If you're feeling that emotion right now, please trust me that it's a good thing. Like you should be grateful that you're actually getting this, this uncomfortable feeling of a lack of direction, because if you're not getting it, that's actually the bigger issue. There's a lot of guys your age who aren't getting this feeling whatsoever. They've distracted themselves so much that it hasn't even come into their mind that they don't have a purpose. So if it's coming into your mind a lot, if this feels like one of your like things that you're struggling with, that you don't know what to do with your life, bro, that's actually fucking fantastic because that's actually how you find out. Duty, I have confidence right now, even though your name's fucking Duty, I have confidence that you're gonna take control of your life because you've had this thought. The people who don't have this thought, life serves them whatever it needs to, whatever like it can. Whereas the people who have this thought take control of the direction of their life. So I'm excited for you. Adam has said, said it before, gonna say it again, how to reinvent yourself to people who've seen you before, make a new first impression. This is actually very tricky. Essentially, you can't make a new first impression. It's just, it's not how it works. It wouldn't be the first impression then. And when someone has created a first impression of you, it stays solidified for a long time. And so that's very tricky. Imagine that you've been a dork when you entered high school. That was a year ago. Well, everyone is still probably gonna be thinking of you as a, the same dork even now as you've been slowly changing. And this is the beauty of self-improvement, but also specifically with moving somewhere else. What you're probably gonna find, the way that I would explain this, even though you might not be able to relate or understand, but the way that I, it's always been in my mind. Here is like how people treat you. Here is where you are. So it should be equal, right? But once someone's already had the first impression of you, it's pretty much set in stone. Maybe it moves slightly as you know, your, your level up moves very slightly like this. And so when you're improving yourself, there's always like this discrepancy where you've improved yourself. You're here, but people treat you like you're here. And it goes like this, where there's a bit of a difference and you're, you're moving at like a faster level than they are. They're perceiving your difference. Whereas when you go move somewhere else, let's say you go on a little trip somewhere. Let's say you move out for college or for university or anything. Essentially straight away, you're up here. Everyone now treats you here because everyone's like looking at you there. Does that make sense? So it's like everyone's perception of you updates. And the thing is you can't change someone's first impression. All you could do is kind of disappear from the world and come back so that the updating effect can happen. That's going to be tricky because essentially what you're probably asking about people in, in school, it's going to be tricky, especially if you're in like the middle of the year. If for example, you really change yourself over the summer break, then you come back and you know, you lost loads of weight and you've got muscle and you've got a better fashion sense. Then you will feel this difference of like people's perception of you being updated and you know, you're attractive right now. As the days go on and you feel like you've, you've been changing so much because you've been watching my videos, people aren't automatically going to treat you better. And this is a bit of a tricky part of self-improvement because it almost seems to make it feel like you're not improving at all. And this is probably why a lot of people quit. Honestly, the advice that I can think of is you've just got to bear through it. You got to keep improving yourself. You got to keep understanding there's going to be this difference of you, where you are, where they're perceiving you and just look forward to the times when they can be like an updating effect. And that's why it's so, so good if you've been on self-improvement when you go move out of your house and you go to live somewhere else. Or if you go like on a big trip or something and you know, you're around new people because they'll treat you better. This is also why people who are on self-improvement who have been reinventing themselves end up not staying with their original group of friends because 
because the original group of friends still treat you like you're here, they look at you here, you've moved up here, but they're still look looking at you as if you're there. Well, then when you make a new group of friends, they're up here. How to reinvent yourself to people who've seen you before? It's not really going to happen. Not like realistically, of course, you could have a huge change. You could win the lottery or you could get, you know, get really, really profitable business and everything changes for you. And even then, people's perception of you is still going to be relatively the same. So just keep that in mind and honestly keep going. Just know that the people who you're trying to essentially impress right now, they're not even that important. Within a few years, you're going to end up getting next to people who have this new perception of you, who treat you exactly how you are now. And you'll want to be next to those people. It's just the way that it works. And finally, we have the last question, which is by Monsieur Gilbert. Topping on parents, how to create a good relationship or what to do to fix it. How to gain some respect from your parents as well. I know I would have loved to heard this when I was younger. How to gain some respect from your parents. Respect from your parents will come when you achieve things, when you show results. Potentially, actually, with your parents, the, actually one of the beautiful parts is that respect from your parents can also just come in from the work. So usually people who, who see you work, right? People, you know, you're working really hard. People don't essentially respect that. People respect results. People respect accomplishments. No one gives a fuck about the small amount of weight that you're moving in the gym every week. They just care about what your physique look like three years later. For the, the guys competing in the Olympics, no one cares about, like, you know, their small changes. Like, oh, he was 1% faster in his training. No one cares. Did he win? People only care about the results. But the beauty of your parents is that they honestly would respect just seeing you put in some work. And so put in some work, get onto like a nice, good daily timetable. Wake up early, start crushing out your work, be really motivated, be like disciplined. Your parents are going to notice. And your parents, they just want what's, what they think is best for you. Not what's objectively best for you because your parents don't even know that because they live like outdated. And so they think, you know, it's career, it's grades and everything. But your parents want what they think is best for you. And what they think is best for you is likely going to be to do with you studying hard, getting good grades, getting into a good college or university, and then getting into a good career. But they would also respect if, for example, you started making money right now. They'd also respect if you started creating something which gained some popularity. They might be a bit hesitant to appreciate that right now. So if, for example, you're trying to be a YouTuber right now, they might be feel a bit weird and they'll tell you, no, no, just focus on your studies. They will start to respect you when whatever you're doing seems to be in line with their idea of you becoming a success. So if your dad sees you exercising, especially if he sees you doing something like hardcore, like you wake up early at the same time he wakes up to go to work and he sees you outside, like skipping, exercising outside, you're gonna get some fucking respect from your dad for that. Your parents seeing you that you've been like really studying hard and you've been like avoiding distractions. Your parents like, essentially your parents don't respect you right now because you're just being a fucking Jeffrey, honestly. If your parents see you just constantly on your phone, constantly scrolling on social media, even if you're pretending to be productive, it's like they'll know if you're just pretending or not. That's all we have for this video. So I believe this video, the raw length is literally about three or four, maybe four, about four hours. My throat is fucking tired. It took me literally two days to record this. It took me like three hours to just script the video. I'm tired. I really hope that you appreciate this. This was literally all the wisdom that I have for anyone who's a teenager. If I could just give you one more message. I'm just thinking about younger Hamza when he was a teenager. It really does take a lot of time. The things that you want to accomplish, especially if you're feeling like you're quite new to self-improvement, you're watching my videos and you want to start exercising, building the body, you want to improve your mental health, you want to make some money and everything. If you're a teenager and you're trying to do these things, bro, you're so far ahead of me. Like I'm literally, like I'm literally a year and a half into this. I'm 24 years old. I started this when I was about 22. Yeah, I started this when I was about like 22, 23 years old. And look at how much my life has changed because of this. If you're starting, let's say you're 15 or 16 or 17 or 18, you are so much ahead of me. Just stay on that same purpose. And if I could just give you the one final thing, just try to just not distract yourself with the modern day technology. Try to limit your time on social media, on YouTube and everything. Your future self is gonna look back at you and he's either gonna look back at you with pride or with resentment. And there's no way that he's gonna look back and say, oh, I'm so glad that younger me spent so much time scrolling on Instagram and jacking off on models. He's never gonna say that. He is gonna say, I'm so glad the younger version of me started going to the gym especially when he didn't feel like it and you are going to be your older self sooner than you think so do the hard work especially when you don't feel like it